0: Cathedral family, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Can we say that together? This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Wherever you're at on campus, those who are watching online, different sites around the Bay, so glad that you could join us. We're in this series on the fruit of the Spirit, And last week, we talked about taking back our joy. Taking back our joy. That a cheerful heart is good medicine for the soul. And so to kick things off, I've asked my buddy, Pastor Dewey. He has been a mentor to me, a friend to me. And you may not know this about Dewey, but he has a great sense of humor. So I've asked him to come up and kick things off with a little laughter that's good for the soul today. Will you welcome Pastor Dewey? Yeah.
1: When Wayne said, Pastor Wayne said my middle name was Faithful, what he didn't know is my middle name is Theophilus. When I was born, my dad took one look at me and said, that's Theophilus-looking baby I've seen in my whole life. <clears throat> But this is one of my all-time favorite jokes. Nothing to do with church, nothing. This old man, old woman, driving cross-country. She was driving, and she didn't hear very well. A policeman pulled him over and said, Ma'am, you were speeding. She turned to her husband and said she couldn't really hear. What did he say? He said, you were speeding. Ma'am, can I see your driver's license? What did he say? He needs to see your driver's license. Then he says, I see by your license here that you were from Arkansas. I once had a blind date with the ugliest woman I've ever met in my whole life. What did he say? He thinks he knows you.
0: (laughs) How about a hand for Pastor Dewey Shore? We're gonna miss him, oh my. our memory verse for the week you can see it up on the screens and can we read this out loud together everybody but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things can we give God praise for his word amen Thank you, God, for your word. That Jesus places the Holy Spirit in us like a seed. That seed becomes a root, and that root becomes a branch, and that branch produces fruit, and the fruit of the Spirit is peace so that we can say today, together, it is well with my soul. That is the sermon. It is well with my soul. And it seems to me it's a timely topic. I saw this dog, and he was, well, you may recognize the words. It says, every snack you make, every meal you bake, every bite you take, I'll be watching you. (laughs) I'll be watching you. You know what this means? Can we get interactive? Everybody do this. And now everybody do that at me. It means we're watching you. I'm watching you. And look at the person next to you and just do that. I've got my eyes on you. i got my eyes on you. You know. I got, I'm watching you. Now I've got a close buddy who works at Amazon. And did you know that Amazon's doing this? They're watching you. They really are. They know, when you download a book onto their e-reader, they know what books you read. Not only do they know what books you read, they know what you highlight in those books. A while back, they published uh, what some of their popular books were and the, the, the highlighted passages in those, I mean, from Hunger Games to Harry Potter to Jane Austen, there were all these passages. And then they came to the Bible, and they published what was the most highlighted verse on Amazon e-readers in the Bible. Now, if I was guessing, I would have guessed, well, it's got to be John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. Or if it's not that, it's got to be Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And if it's not that, it's got to be Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. But I would have guessed wrong. Because the number one verse that is the go-to verse for people that have e-readers, when they turn to the Bible and highlight it, it's about peace. Philippians chapter 4 reads this way don't worry about what oh let me say that again don't worry about what instead pray about what tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What a great promise. One more time, can we give God praise for his word and the promise that we find in his word? It's a promise about peace. People are looking for peace. Psychologists say that you and I are living in what they're calling the new age of anxiety. And it seems to me they're right. I talk to a lot of people, and I I read a lot of of stuff, and when I look into my own heart, there's a 37-year-old social media consultant, and she texted her friend. She didn't hear back from her friend for a day, and she went on Twitter, and this is what she wrote. She said, I haven't talked to my friend for a day And I'm worried that she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Hashtag, this is what anxiety looks like. When she posted that hashtag, it went viral. There were thousands and thousands of people who added their own anxieties to the list under hashtag, this is what anxiety looks like. And when this social media consultant, when they were interviewing her about this hashtag that went wild, here's what she wrote. She said, If you're living in this day and age and you're not feeling anxious, then something must be wrong. Isn't that interesting? Everywhere you look, there's a singer by the name of Sean Mendez. And he has this singing called In My Blood. Now, sometimes you have to wait a long time before the artist tells you the story behind the song. I mean, there's stories, you know, or there's songs from the 70s when I was growing up. I still don't know what those songs mean. But Shawn Mendes decided to end the speculation, and he said this song is about the anxiety that he battles. That growing up, he never experienced anxiety. He'd hear about it, and he just couldn't understand it. But about a year ago, he started battling anxiety. And he says when it hit him, well, he put it this way. When it hits you, you're like, what is this? This is crazy. This song is complete truth. Hashtag, this is what anxiety looks like. If you battle with anxiety or you know someone who battles with anxiety, you came to church on the right weekend. It's always a good weekend. Amen. It's always a good weekend to come to church. And somebody said amen. Amen. But this is an especially good weekend if you battle anxiety because here's what I believe with all my heart that God wants to change your hashtag today. If your hashtag has been hashtag, this is what anxiety looks like, God wants to change it. Hashtag, this is what the peace of God looks like. Amen? That God wants to give us peace today. He wants to change our hashtag so that we can leave here, all of us, with a greater sense of it is well. Say that with me. It is well. Say it again. It is well with my soul. Are you ready to change your hashtag, amen? Amen. Well, let's look at these three ways God wants to change our hashtag. You'll find them on your outline, and then Pastor Vaughn at the end is going to come and we'll make that declaration together, it is well with our soul. First of all, look with me at vertical peace. That hashtag, this is what it looks like to have vertical peace. The Bible says in Romans 5, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Would you say that with me? We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Can somebody say amen to that? Wow. Peace with God. You you may have heard of the phrase, from farm to table. Peace with God, well, there's a fight that comes to the table. This image of having peace with God, there's an old Arab tradition when there was a conflict, when there was hostility, if you and I were having issues, I would invite you over for dinner. And at the table, as we're having dinner, this is where we would solve the conflict. This is where we would make peace with each other. And then there's the Jewish tradition. They had something called the peace offering. And they would bring an animal to the temple and that temple would be sacrificed. And the blood would be sprinkled on the altar, and then they have a barbecue right there. And they would eat the animal there in the tabernacle that was a sign that they were making peace with God. They had been at war, but now they were making peace with God. And then we come to Jesus. Oh, my. And what does God do? God takes the cross and turns it into a table. And he invites us to have peace with him. Because of what Jesus has done. Jesus paid the price for peace. He took care of our guilt. He took care of our sin And God takes the cross, he turns it into a table, and he says, the fight is over, come and make peace with me. That's the peace that we find with God, amen? Let's give God praise. What an amazing thing we find peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe that's what you need to do today. You need to accept God's invitation to come to the table so the hostility Can end because truth be told, you're here in church or you're online watching, but you're still fighting against God. There was an old musical that, the title of it, I love the title. It said, your arms are too short to box with God. They really are. Today is the day to stop fighting. Have a seat at the table. Make your peace With God, because until you get connected with the root of peace, you'll never have the fruit of peace. There'll always be this emptiness, this wrestling. St. Augustine said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in Thee. There's something that is restless until we make our peace with God and we have that peace that's what happened this last weekend our spanish minister our spanish campus is just blowing up doing pastor john is doing such a great job and last weekend they had a picnic and the picnic was to celebrate Last weekend, seven Latin American countries celebrated their independence. And so they had a a picnic to celebrate that. And they were just going to have a picnic, a good time at the picnic. And they had over 230 people that showed up at the picnic. Now, you're just having a picnic. You have an idea. But have you found in your life God always has a bigger idea? And there at the picnic, right at the park, people put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and 11 people made their peace with God right there at the picnic. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. You know, isn't that like God? God's the only one who can take a cross and turn it into a table and invite you to have peace with him. God's the only one who can take a picnic and turn it into a harvest and see people come well to know jesus as lord and savior and when you have that peace this is so important everybody really lock in on this because when you have peace with god one of the enemy one of the enemy's main goals in your life is to rob you of that peace to rob you of your assurance if he can shake your assurance he'll take away your peace And that's why you'll be walking along, and all of a sudden, you'll hear these whispers. just seems like it's out of nowhere. You remember all those bad things you did, all those mistakes that you made, all those struggles you still have, all those good things you still haven't done. You remember all of that? There's no way you have a seat at the table. You don't deserve a seat at the table. One of the enemy's main goals in your life and my life is to rob you of your peace. If he can take away your assurance, then he'll rob you of that peace. And that's why, friend, hear me. The next time the devil starts to remind you of your past, you remind the devil of his future. Amen? You remind him of his future. And you remind him. That you're not at the table because of what you have done. You're at the table because of what Jesus has done. Amen? Amen? That's why I have a seat at the table. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. The Bible says we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. It's not Jesus plus this or Jesus plus that, it's Jesus alone. Christ alone is the solid rock on which we stand, and he is the one who gives us peace with God. Hallelujah! Hold on to your peace today. Don't let the enemy rob you of your peace. Hashtag, this is what vertical peace looks like. Well, it is well with my soul. It is well say that with me it is well now let's let's continue on hashtag this is what it looks like to have horizontal peace horizontal peace you may have known that Friday was International Peace Day and there were a lot of videos that came out one of them from the American Institute of Peace and watch the screens and it's a positive message
1: September 21st is the International Day of Peace. And the U.S. Institute of Peace wants your help to make it count. It's more than just another Taco Day. Pie Day. Millennial Appreciation Day. Talk like a pirate day. On September 21st, we're turning the Day of Peace into the Day of Action. Into a Day of Action. With the Peace Day Challenge. Challenge yourself to do something that will make your world more peaceful. Talk to someone who doesn't look like you. Speak up when you see someone being intolerant. Volunteer for a cause you care about. Learn how to resolve conflicts without violence. Then challenge others to do the same. Use hashtag PeaceDayChallenge to issue your challenge. Hashtag PeaceDayChallenge. And discover what others are doing. Join us. Join the United States Institute of Peace. Join millions of people from around the world. Take the Peace Day Challenge. Take the Peace Day Challenge. Take it. Take the Peace Day Challenge.
0: I think it's a great thing. Let's give God praise for windows in our culture that encourage values that we find in the Bible. 2,000 years ago, James wrote this. He said, the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of good things. Isn't that a great image? Those of, who are peacemakers, they will sow seeds of peace. Can you see yourself sowing seeds of peace? Now, it's not easy because there's some ch- th- something in human nature. I saw this sign at a church and it said, Peacemaking Meeting canceled due to a conflict (laughs) it's not easy i saw another cartoon and this i grew up in the bay area so this struck me it said passive aggressive hippie you want to have a piece of me right (laughs) and so we, we look around at our world and and we know there's conflict everywhere but this idea that we would by the power of the spirit plant seeds of peace Never underestimate what God can do with the seed of peace that you plant. In Half Moon Bay, in just a few weeks, there'll be a uh, a pumpkin uh, festival. And last year's winner of the pumpkin festival, I've got a picture of it. That pumpkin was over 2,300 pounds. Second place was 2,200 pounds. Third place was a mere... 1,900 pounds. Uh, Can you believe that? It's, It's really striking when you think it all started with a seed and you end up with a harvest. And it reminds us that every time we plant a seed in the power of the Spirit, that the power of the Spirit can ride in on that seed of peace And whenever I'm wrong and I humble myself and I ask forgiveness from my wife, what am I doing? I'm planting a seed of peace. Or whenever at work I'm working through a conflict and I try to find common ground with that other person, I don't always have to have my way. What am I doing? I'm sowing a seed of peace. Or when I'm insulted, but instead of, well, coming right back at him, I take the high road and I turn the other cheek. Jesus said, You have heard it was said, or you have heard it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not risk, resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. There was a little boy who was being interviewed about about this uh, passage. And the person asked him, do you try to do the things Jesus told you to do, like turn the other cheek? And the little boy said, you mean Jesus told us to be wimps? (laughs) And the man said, no, no, he didn't tell us to be wimps. He told us to be lovers of peace. And the little boy said, well, why doesn't the other guy who hit me, why didn't he love peace first? And the man said, well, that's the idea. You just got to be bigger than that other guy, right? And the little boy said, well, if you're bigger, I think for sure you ought to hit him back. (laughs) (laughs) But when you rise above, in the first century, when it talks about slapping your cheek, it was a way of insulting you, not assaulting you. Today we get insulted on Facebook and Twitter Back then, if they wanted to insult you, they would slap your cheek. And Jesus gives us a picture of what it looks like, that when we get insulted on Facebook, we take the high road. That when we get insulted on Twitter, we take the high road. And when we do, what are we doing? We're sowing seeds of peace. I can either sow seeds of discord, I can sow seeds of division, or with my life, I can sow seeds of peace and the power of the Spirit. Never underestimate what God can do with the seed of peace that you plant. Mother Teresa was once asked, what can we do to promote world peace? She said, go home and love your family. Plant seeds of peace right there and get ready for a harvest, can we give God praise, amen, hallelujah, get ready for that harvest it is well, say that with me, it is well, you can see a picture of what peace looks like, hashtag peace between a cat and a dog, never underestimate the power of a seed and then finally, here's the last hashtag, that this is what internal peace looks like That's what a lot of people are looking for. I saw this cartoon that said, come on, inner peace, I don't have all day. (laughs) Just waiting, waiting. Psychologists have developed what they call a stress point test. And they've assigned a point number to the amount of stress that you face in any given situation. They said, if you go to jail, it's 63 points of stress. If you're fired at work, it's 47 points. If you get pregnant, it's 40 points. If you have a major change in a financial state, either worse or better, it's 38 points. You know, if you have take on a mortgage, it's 31 points. And if you're a Raiders fan, they're still trying to come up with a number that's big enough for that. Just too much stress. It's just too much. It's too much. But we know what life looks like because there are moments in life that stress hits you like this and you feel the weight of it right away. You know, it's the death of a family member and you just about buckle under the pressure. Or, pre- or stress shows up like this. Smaller bags you know, one of them by themselves, no big deal. But you drop all of those bags into your life and psychologists call that stress contamination. And maybe this weekend you feel like you're just about to buckle under the pressure. Wow. There was a man in the Bible who knew that kind of pressure. The Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, we were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life itself. But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. That when you feel like your life is about to go under, you turn to God who can give you the strength you need so that you don't buckle under the pressure that you can find a quiet confidence that God is in control of my world. Can somebody say, amen? amen? That God is in control. Jesus says, I leave my peace with you. I give my peace to you. I do not give it to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, what is the difference between the peace that the world gives and the peace that Jesus brings? One of those differences, to me, the best picture I've ever seen of it is when I was at Raging Waters years ago. When I was young, my best buddy from college was out here, and we took his family and my family. We went to Raging Waters. Has anybody been to Raging Waters? Let me see your hands. Oh, my, then you know what it's like. I mean, we were having a blast. We're going on the slides and we're working on our tans and we're walking around in our tank tops and, you know, all buffed up. And (laughs) The older I get, the better I was. Amen. And so, but we're just having the time of our lives. And I'm looking around for my buddy, and I I see him in the wave pool, and the wave pool is absolutely chaotic. I mean, waves are raging, and you know, people are screaming, and it just it's chaos, man. And then I look at my buddy, I find him, he's right in the middle of the pool. He's got his little boy in his arms, and his little boy is fast asleep. And it hit me. That's it. That's peace. In the middle of chaos, you're resting safely in the arms of your heavenly Father. There's a quiet confidence that in the midst of my chaos, that God is still in control of my world. The Bible says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Then in the middle of chaos, we can still have peace. Resting safely in the Father's arms. Hashtag, this is what peace looks like. I wish I could explain it. I wish I could break it down I wish I could put it in a test tube and measure it. I can't do that. There are some things that there's mystery about them. There's something supernatural about them, but I've experienced it. And I could go around the room. We could spend the rest of the day talking with folks who've experienced this kind of peace in the middle of just chaos. Even the man who wrote that song, It Is Well with our soul. You know the story behind his story? He was a a lawyer, he had his own law firm, he's getting ready to go on vacation with his wife and the kids. Uh, He's got to stay behind and work. They go ahead of him. They take a ship over to England and on the way over there, an accident happens. They get hit by another ship. The boat sinks in 11 minutes. And all four of his daughters drown. All four. His wife somehow survived. You talk about raging waters. His wife telegraphs him about what happened. And he gets on the boat. And he starts heading over to England himself. And when he gets near the place where that his little four girls had drowned. He sits down and he writes that song. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Hashtag That is what peace looks like Everybody stand with me for a moment. Let's keep locked in right here for just another minute Oh, I love my cathedral family God's about to do some things in here close your eyes Lock in let it be a moment with you and God if you would say pastor Ken today I need to stop fighting against God I need to make my peace with God to come to the table and make peace with God. And if that's the decision you're making today, lift up your hand real high, real high everywhere that today you're making your peace with God. You're putting your faith and trust in Jesus. You're not going to fight him anymore. And how many would say, Pastor Ken, the enemy has just been after me and i struggle with the assurance of my salvation. Let me just see your hands. Anybody struggled just with that? Today's the day. God's gonna help you to stand in the truth. How many would say, Pastor Ken, there is a seed of peace. God has spoken to me. I know exactly what I need to do this week, but I need the power of the spirit to enable me. Let me see your hands. Just wherever you're at. Those watching online, out at the amphitheater, I'm going to say, hey, pa- Pastor Ken, just being real. Man, I made it to church, but boy, I just feel like my legs are about to buckle. Even as I'm standing here, there's so much weight and pressure in my life right now. And I need to know that God is still in control and have that quiet confidence. There's something supernatural about it. I need that in my life right now. Would you lift up your hand real high? Wow. Thank you, God. Heavenly Father, you see our hearts, you see our need. Thank you for those who are making a decision today to put their faith and trust in Jesus. The war's over. You are for us and you are with us. We can be assured of that. I come against the lie of the enemy, the accuser of the brethren. Take your hands off of God's property. They don't belong to you, devil, they belong to God. He's the one who invited them to the table. And it's not because of what we've done. It's because of what Jesus has done. We stand on the truth today. And then, Lord Jesus, I pray for all of us who need the power. Our world needs us to sow where there's so much discord, so much division. How can we sow seeds of peace that will be empowered by your spirit that God can write in on those and change our place of work, change our homes, change our schools, change our cities, and then, God, I pray for those who are in the middle of chaos. Lord, calm their hearts. We bring our stress points to you. We set them before your feet. We surrender to you. We know that with you, God, you will give us the power to face anything and everything with a sense, a calm confidence that you are still in control of our lives and you will have the last word in our lives we recover our peace in Jesus name for Jesus glory all God's people said amen let's give God praise amen hallelujah 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 it is well it is well it is well with my soul It is well today. It is well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is well. Yes, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. Oh, it is well. Declare that with me. It is well. Say it one more time. It is well.